You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome into the Bears Illustrated Podcast. I'm Pranay Malampati alongside Andrew Miner, and we're here to talk about the NCAA tournament both the men's and the women's side, both the Baylor men's and women's teams will be playing it in March Madness. Baylor men, the Baylor men got a three seed in the NCAA tournament, which is about as expected. Um, There were some hopes that they would get a two seed maybe, but after their first round exit in the big 12 tournament, um, finishing the season, losing four of their last six games, uh, a three seed is still really good, and then the women's seed got a set. The women's team got a seven seed, which, based on where we were maybe a couple weeks ago, is actually kind of kind of a good, a pleasant surprise. So they've got, we've got some some nice potential for these teams. The the Baylor women do have UConn as a potential second round matchup, but I think I think the men have. A pretty nice draw. They would face Creighton in the second round. They would face Arizona, who I think is a beatable two seed in the Sweet Sixteen, and then Alabama, who is a good team, but I don't think they're unbeatable at least in a potential Elite Eight matchup. So, Andrew, what's what jumps out at you the most when you're looking at Baylor's Baylor's potential route to another Final Four? Sure. I, I think I agree with you. I think the, the draw was somewhat favorable uh, for Baylor. It wasn't the worst thing in the, in the world. Um, and if you joined us on our on our episode right after the Big 12 tournament, I think we pretty much called it exactly. Uh, we said, yeah, Baylor's going to be a three seed. And we're like, hey, it just depends on the draw. You probably want to stay away from um, uh, Alabama and, and Houston and probably want to kind of avoid some Big East teams. Um, just because of the physicality and the uh, rebounding effort that Baylor displayed in their last uh, game, um, and we, you know, we didn't quite get uh, the complete avoidance there. Where Alabama's the one seed, which if you face them in the Elite Eight, at least that's a good problem to have, right? And uh, we do have Creighton as a as a uh, potential second round matchup. Um, so there is a Big East team in there, um, and then. You know, Pac-12 and SEC champs are in our in our region, um, and and Crane was a top ten preseason top ten team uh, as well. So it's uh, it's stacked, and it'll be it'll be interesting um, for sure to see what happens. Uh, you know, you know, I was able to join both of the conferences, both of the coaches' press conferences um, after Selection Sunday yesterday, and you know, I, I think. I think Coach Drew, you know, I'll start with him. He was kind of relieved that, you know, kind of a breath of fresh air that that they're not going to have to, you know, play the Big 12 gauntlet that they've gone through. They get a break from that. But, you know, I think he also knows that every team uh, can win in the NCAA tournament. And he's really focusing on, you know, just keeping his team focused on the two-game tournament that they have in front of them 
here this weekend in Denver. Um, and, you know, I asked specifically about like, Hey, how do you practice physicality? How do you practice tough inside play? You know, of course there are rebounding drills, but you know, basically Baylor was just out muscle. Like that's not something as, especially at this point in the season that you can really teach or coach. And, um, you know, he kind of just said that they have a very proud team and a lot of proud coaches and players on this staff. And he related it to touching the stove that, you know, basically you make that mistake once and you're not going to make that again. So Baylor kind of touched the stove against Iowa state when they were out rebounded 44 to seven, and they don't plan on having that, you know, happen again. They want to learn from their, their mistakes. So we'll see if that, uh, if that does, you know, is indeed uh, the case with UC Santa Barbara. And then, you know, if they win, then they get the winner of NC state and Creighton. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, and I like that you pointed out that um, Creighton does play NC State because NC State's not not a bad team. NC State could potentially upset Creighton, and that would, I think, make the draw a bit easier for Baylor. But I, I, I mean, I'm pretty confident that Baylor is going to beat UC Santa Barbara. Um, I don't think this team is the type of team that would fall victim obviously it's marsh madness that anything can happen but i don't think i don't think this baylor team is the type of team that could call that could fall victim to uh an early upending by a low seed like that but that yeah that that baylor creighton matchup like you said big east is also a physical conference um but i don't know i think that after having played the big 12 gauntlet baylor is kind of ready for anyone else as Scott Drew was saying in his press conference I feel like I feel pretty confident that Baylor can beat Creighton I know Creighton is quite a talented team um but it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun and I actually ended up putting Baylor all the way through to the championship game obviously I'm a little biased there and that's just what I want to see from the Bears but I kind of convinced myself that it's a reasonable possibility. I have Alabama actually going out early to to West Virginia. I kind of West Virginia. I was wondering. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I kind of I kind of uh, went all in on the Big Twelve. Kind of had most of those teams go as far as they could. I ended up having Baylor play Virginia in the in the Elite Eight, knock them off, and then play Marquette in the Final Four, and knock them off. And then lose to Kansas because I can't see Baylor beating Kansas if that was the championship game. But would you be... can't you can't so you can't see Baylor beating Kansas, a team that they've already beaten, but you have them beating Virginia and Marquette, two teams that they got clobbered by during the in the regular season. Okay, I get it. Correct. Correct. Uh no, that, yeah. that's fair. I think, I think there's a path for Baylor to get to the, at least the Final Four. I think they would need um, the benefits of some upsets. I think Alabama could technically be vulnerable if if West Virginia gets in. Uh, you know, if the, if West Virginia survives the eight nine game against Maryland, that's very interesting. And I think I think like you said, Arizona is a week two seed. I did watch the full Pac twelve championship game. Arizona was was very good. Both Arizona and UCLA. I mean, that was a fantastic game. Um, but I have Utah State. Uh, I, I do have Baylor beating Arizona and then losing to Alabama in my bracket. But I think Utah State could also be a 
uh, second round upset against against Arizona. I think they're all um, of the top four seeds in this region are very susceptible to being upset in the second round. Um, uh, you know, if things bounce the right way for one of the underdogs, uh, much more than any other region, um, I would say. So, um, you know, maybe. Yeah, you, Utah State has a net ranking of 18. So the 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 metrics say they're a really good team. Yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. So, um, and Charleston is a, is a really good team as well. They, they were you know, in the top 25 at one point, didn't lose many games. They were one of the last undefeated teams, I think, this this season. Um, so, you know, um, who was it? Seth Davis, I think, uh, was was all in on Charleston and then Furman beating, you know, beating San Diego State and Virginia in the first round uh, and having one of them get to the Sweet 16. So, um this this you know Baylor's region seems very prone to upsets, and that makes me nervous a little bit, Pranay, just because Baylor has been upset so many times in that NCAA tournament. That's fair. That's fair. Although it could also be a good thing if we can get some of these other teams to get of upset, course. and then and then Baylor has a clear path, maybe to I don't know another Final Four appearance. Um. And I mentioned I have Baylor over Marquette in the Final Four. On the other side, I have Kansas over Texas. So that 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 puts three Big Twelve teams in the Final Four for me. Um, I have Texas over Houston in the Elite Eight. Kansas over TCU in the Elite Eight. So I don't know. Obviously, obviously, I am biased, but I think this is all like reasonable. I think we could have a lot of Texas teams and a lot of Big Twelve teams. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Uh, I was also, you know, I was also leading Big 12 heavily on my bracket. So I do have Kansas, Texas in the Final Four. Um, on the other side, I have Alabama, Duke. I've been really impressed watching Duke lately. Um, and I think they definitely got the weakest number one seed in Purdue. Although Purdue's Zach Eddy uh, or Zach Eady looks really, obviously, he's just a, a monster. Um, but Duke is coming on strong. I have Kansas over Gonzaga. Uh, TCU is not a bad pick. I, I, I like that, especially if Mike Miles uh, Jr. can get going. But uh, I think I like Gonzaga uh, over the Bruins. The Bruins' shorthandedness finally catches up with them. Gonzaga has been playing, you know, flying under the radar, which, you know, that's how they started, <laughs> right, way back in 99. Um, I do have Marquette losing to Duke. And then I have Alabama Baylor. And I do have Indiana beating Houston. I'm just not sold that um, Sasser comes back to full strength. I really like Indiana just from watching some of their games. Like their physicality is is really good. Um, so we'll see. But but I have Texas beating Xavier and then beating Indiana uh, to get to the final four in Houston. Yeah, I was tempted to actually have Indiana go really far in this tournament. Um. Their blue blood, who has not looked like a blue blood in recent years, and there was this one article basically saying that, like, it it was laying out all the different metrics and all the different, I don't know, measurements of how you determine what team is a blue blood. And basically, it said the the article said that after last year, Indiana was no longer a blue blood, and I think it'd be really funny to see them maybe 
jump out and make a final four run right after they are quote unquote determined not to be a blue blood anymore. Relegated, sure, sure. <laughs> Rele- relegated. That's 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 the term. Yeah, um, that's interesting. Um, yeah, so we'll see. Uh, obviously, a lot of Big Twelve bias on this show, but you know, Brax can bounce any which way. Hopefully, they they bounce well for the Bears. Uh, real quick, Renee, any big upset that you're seeing, um, especially in this first round of the tournament? What do you consider a big upset? Oh, in the first round of the tournament. Um... I don't know. Not really. Not really. I think the biggest upset I have is probably like a, probably a twelve over a five. I can't. That's fair. Which twelve? Which twelve do you like? Um. Oh, actually, I ended up not even picking any twelves. But I think that if I had to pick one, it would be probably probably VCU over St. Mary's. Yeah, for me, because I don't, I don't know. St. Mary's is good, but I could see them getting upset, or maybe, like you said, it could be Charleston. I, I heard uh someone say that Louisiana is a team to watch out for. The thirteen seed playing four seed Tennessee, so, so maybe that's who I would go with, Louisiana over Tennessee, if I had to pick one. Okay, that, that's fair enough. And uh, another. Yeah, Paul Mills, who used to coach at Baylor, he used the uh, coach at Oral Roberts. They're a 12 seed against Duke. I, I'm not, you know, the 12 yeah. 5 is always good. I know 11 seeds making the final or the Sweet 16 is a trendy pick as well. You know, that could be, you know, mm-hmm. NC State, of course. Um, and and I actually was listening to Jay Billis, and uh, he, he did a little thing where like 13 seeds. Uh, is like the worst upset to pick, but maybe Louisiana gets it gets it done. Um, really? Well, yeah, I ended up having no upsets, but I think that if I had to pick a team to go far, like a low seed to actually make it past the second round, maybe make a Sweet 16 or an Elite Eight, then I would go with Oral Roberts probably. They went undefeated in conference play. They still have uh, that one dude. What's his name? The guy who went off two years ago when they yeah. beat Ohio State. Yes, I think you're right. Uh, yeah, so I think if I had to pick a team to actually make a – or like a a sleeper to make a deep run, uh, I forget. What's the term again for that? It's Cinderella. Been a year. Cinderella. <laughs> yeah, it'd be Oral Roberts. Could knock off Duke and then Tennessee and then even maybe Marquette. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. Well, you know – that's that's the men's side. So what about the the women's side? Uh, Baylor, seven C going to Stores, Connecticut, playing number ten Alabama. Alabama's on a four game losing streak. Baylor has lost six of their last nine games. Um, although one of their victories in there was on the road at number twelve Texas. Uh, and then if they win, they're likely playing. Uh, they'll likely play Connecticut um you know in in stores so you know any thoughts on you know Baylor's draw yeah um I don't know much about Alabama but I do know that UConn is obviously the most decorated team in college basketball even though there are two seeds so it's going to be tough in the second round if Baylor does get there, but I, I, 
I like the fact that Baylor is playing UConn actually because I think that if if Baylor was able to pull off that upset, now we're looking at maybe maybe it's a you can consider it a fairly successful season or even maybe it makes up for some of the negatives that happened. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It was a very bright shining light, Sarajevo, and they needed to kill that light. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo. Thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. U2, they represent a personification of our resistance. The Hollywood Reporter hails Kiss the Future, moving and inspirational. Kiss the Future! Viva Sarajevo! Kiss the Future. New documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply. During the regular season, because yeah. beating UConn in the NCAA tournament—that's that's that's, uh, that's a big mark to have. Yeah. So that that is a, that is an if they do have to get past Alabama first um, uh, in, to to you know potentially play Connecticut, who plays Vermont in the first round i think a lot of, you know i think it's probably safe to pencil uconn over but not as safe to to pencil baylor over just based on how they're playing and we, we did discuss you know what a what an upset or a run in the tournament you know salvage what would it take to salvage uh this season for baylor uh, i think they would need a longer run um to to salvage the the entire season uh elite eight or even a surprise final four run uh, to salvage, you know, this, this season, I'm not sure if a win against Connecticut does it. I think, I think it's certainly, certainly nice. Um, it would snap a 14 year streak of, uh, of final four appearances for UConn and, um, all the history there. And it's would be another chapter of the great Baylor UConn, uh, women's basketball rivalry. Uh, so it would be, it would be interesting for a number of reasons. I'm not sure if that kind of, you know, balances out the uh, the sour disappointment from how the Bears just performed um, this entire year inconsistently, uh, inconsistently. But I think it would sure uh, heighten expectations going into next season. One hundred percent. You know, Nikki Collin and I, we spoke to her last night as well, um, and you know, she was. I think relieved along with everybody else that they were, that Baylor was not on the eight, nine line that they moved off that. So they didn't have to play a South Carolina or an Indiana um, in the second round, a one seed. Um, but, you know, basically she said that Indi- uh, Alabama is a really good three point shooting team. They're going to have to defend the three point line, uh, got to run them off the line. And there's just going to be a lot of excited nervousness uh, to, you know, to go up to stores and, and play and, um, you know, kind of get over the butterflies quickly, but they have veterans uh, on the team and they have new freshmen. And, uh, they've been really played really, really well on the road. So there's something about these road trips, um, 
and and coach Colin did not really, you know, couldn't said she couldn't really pinpoint it, but there's something about going on these road trips to Oklahoma or, uh, you know, the Hilton Coliseum up in Ames or Texas that Baylor's just come out and showed out and played really, really well. Um, and that's what they're going to need to do in, in this NCAA tournament, um, you know, to even have a prayer of, of advancing far. Um, and if they're in the Seattle region, if they advance, they would go to Seattle for the Sweet 16 and uh, potentially Elite Eight. Um, and, you know, everybody's motivated to play. They're ready. Um, that I mean, this is what, again, Nikki Collin was saying. So uh, they're they're ready to go. And it was interesting because I really think that the X factors for Baylor are definitely freshmen, Dariana, Lil Page Bugs, and Bella Fonteroy. Um, that really have to play well to uh, to get the Bears to advance. And it was interesting. I asked Coach Collin about that, and she immediately said, "Like, no, it's not on. It's not on them. It's on Caitlin Bickle, Jamie Asbury, Jaden Owens, Sarah Andrews. The, the you know the four that have been here the longest, that have the most experience, that aren't making the freshman mistakes. You know, it's on them." to play really well in order to succeed. Um, and I certainly agree. I think they have to play mistake-free basketball, be the leaders of the team. Caitlin Bickle has to, you know, put on a nice run, see what, you know, in her last few games as as a Baylor Bear. But I think, I still think, you know, with all due respect, that the X factors are, you know, Bugs and Fontaroy playing really well if if the bear you know to complement those those experience for if the bears want a chance you know to to do some damage and make a run here interesting so do you expect the veterans to play well or or is that something you're you're you still got it you still have to see no i mean i expect them to play well they've, they've proven it um Already, I, I think it's, uh, you know, Caitlin Bickle and, and Sarah Andrews have to, like, Sarah Andrews has to be the point guard. Caitlin Bickle has got to be the, the team leader. And I think, you know, between Asbury and Owens, you have to have one of the two make make timely threes. Um, but Bugs and, and, and Bella down there are, you know, to me, just from what I've been watching, um, are kind of like energy factors, um, you know, energy bunnies, uh, two, two people that can go in and crash the boards, kind of make some things happen get second chance opportunities, uh, you know, kind of give a different dynamic than even, you know, Caitlin Bickle could give inside or, um, or some of the other guards can, can do as well. And if they have efficient, you know, and productive games, then I, I, I think, I think when they do when they do play really well and they don't play like freshmen, um, right? It elevates Baylor to a different level, and I think that's why, um, you know, I think that's why you saw Baylor win some of those some of those games um, against top top competition because you know everybody was playing very well, and just for Baylor, unfortunately, right? They they couldn't play all in sync all season that makes sense yeah yeah totally totally so with that said where do you have Baylor going in your 
March Madness bracket. Yeah, I do have UConn beating Baylor. I think it might be closer than the experts think, um, but I do have them beating Alabama and then bowing out to to UConn in the second round. And I have, uh, you know, my final four is is South Carolina, Iowa, UConn, and LSU. I do have LSU making it there. I think they're in a pretty nice region to be able to do so. Um, although they would have to upset Indiana in my estimation in order to advance. Uh, but I think they're better than Utah. Um, and I think they've, you know, I think they have one of the best, uh, most dynamic players in Angel Reese in the, in the country. So, you know, uh, to me, I think they can get there. We'll, we'll see if that happens. Uh, but I'm pretty confident in the fact that I think it's going to end up being South Carolina and UConn in the, uh, the national title game. Oh, okay. So you see UConn as a stronger team than Virginia Tech, who's the one seed in our bracket. Yeah, I actually have Iowa State upsetting Virginia Tech. Um, I really like Ashley Jones. I think they have a good compliment. I think this is the year that they that they put it um, put it together and, and look to make a run. I do think that run ends to UConn, who, again, hasn't missed a Final Four since 2007 was the last time. I think they weren't in it. Um, and just to give you an idea, um, when I say, you know, X-Factors, and I think, like, the you know, especially Little Page Bugs can elevate Baylor to a different level. Uh, she, she shot 50% and had 19 points and 13 rebounds against Texas in that victory. Um, so uh, just a, you know, big, big monster game from her. I mean, if she can go out and, and do that, I think Baylor has a chance to, to really compete and beat, beat anybody. I think UConn is in that list. I'm not sure if, you know, if, even if she had that kind of gaming, it's like South Carolina, I don't, I think South Carolina is too talented to, to where that would, you know, ultimately matter. But, you know, if she plays like that against a UConn or something that, could be could be an upset and then just again in that game sarah andrews had 17 points on 50 percent shooting and uh you know jamie asbury dropped another another 10 you know those were the three uh players in double double digits that um that game and asbury had a couple key three pointers uh so that's you know to give you a sense right texas top you know their two seed they're kind of, you know, the, one of the top teams, Big 12 regular season champs. Um, it is doable for Baylor. You know, it is doable, but they're going to kind of need everybody to, to play play at high level. Interesting. But glad to hear that you think it's doable. You're the women's basketball expert on this podcast, at least this season. Um, for sake of saying, my final four, well – let me, let me talk about where I have Baylor going first. I actually do have Baylor going pretty far. I have us beating Alabama and then knocking off UConn and then knocking off three-seed Ohio State in the Sweet 16. Obviously, very homer pick, but I have Baylor making the Elite Eight before losing to Virginia Tech. And my final four is South Carolina over one-seed Stanford on that side of the bracket. And then I have LSU over Virginia Tech and then South Carolina over LSU. Okay. Um good to know I'm not alone in the LSU pick. 
Um, uh, my final four is, I guess, not exactly similar, but I, I have Iowa over Stanford to get to the final four to play South Carolina. And then I have obviously UConn um, instead of Virginia Tech. So um, just, and and I'm not sure if you picked any upsets. It, it's kind of harder to pick upsets in the, the women's bracket, uh, but I did have, I did have Creighton, a number six seed going pretty far and upsetting Notre Dame in the second round. Um, and then I also had as another, like, you know, to continue their Cinderella performance from last year. And then I also had middle Tennessee uh, state going to the sweet 16 as well, upsetting Colorado and then upsetting Duke as an 11 seed. Um, shout out Nina Davis, who's an assistant coach on that team. Um, you know, Baylor legend. So uh I, I oh yeah, that's, that's a good reason. Might, might be able to surprise some people. Yeah, that'd be cool if she helped Middle Tennessee make it there. But no, I don't have any other upsets. I felt like the Baylor picks were bold enough. Yeah, Baylor's an upset in of, of itself. So that would be uh, that would be great if we could get the job done for sure. Yeah. Um, well, the NCAA's tournament starts on Tuesday with the first four, and then the real first round starts this Thursday. The best time of the year. That's it for us for today. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And let's hope that Baylor can do some damage in the NCAA tournament, starting off with UC Santa Barbara. Sick and Bears. Producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.